Glory to God. Hallelujah. So much to thank God for. So much to thank God for. Let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 67. Psalm 67. Psalm 67. And we're going to talk about how Thanksgiving makes a difference. Psalm 67. The Bible says in Psalm 67, verse 5, it says, Let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. It says, Then shall the earth yield an increase, and, eat, and, our, and God, even our God, shall bless us. So, why is thanksgiving very powerful one of the reasons why thanksgiving is extremely powerful it is, is this is the impact it makes on our hearts it's the impact it makes on us as individuals see you can be thankful and be depressed at the same time for you to be depressed you can be thankful for you to be thankful you can be depressed this is very powerful. In the world today, there are three categories of people when it comes to Thanksgiving. Number one are people that sincerely think that they have nothing to thank God for. They look at where they were last year. They look at where they are today. And they're just saying, really? There's nothing to be thankful for. But let me say something to you. The fact that you are here, seated down, breathing without the assistance of a machine is enough to thank God for. You don't, you don't understand? Last week, some people were alive. Today, they are not alive. As a matter of fact, some people were alive in first service. By the time this second service started, they were gone. That you are seated. <laughs> there are other places you could have been. You could have been in Iaba Left Psychiatric Hospital. You could have been in Igbobi with one leg tied up to the other place. You don't understand. You say, well, things have never gone well for me this year. The reason why they are not worse than that is because of God. Because if they had been worse than that, what would you have done? Where is the cut you will call God to, to be arrested? There's nothing, absolutely nothing you will have done. So there are those categories of people that feel as if there's nothing to be thankful for. And you know, you're like, well, I mean, this, they are pastors, and because they are pastors, they will always just say these things like, because this is what they want to say. And they, they also have a good life. I was sharing earlier on. I said, huh, this week might have been my toughest week this year. Because Monday and Tuesday, one of our church members' mom, that's very part of this church also, one of our church members' mom, one part of this church, passed on. So Monday and Tuesday, we're burying her. Tosi Buckner, which most of you will know about, was buried by our church Wednesday and Thursday. Then Friday, one of our staff, the mother had passed on, and they buried her. So just imagine I was literally in almost graveyards every day. And when Friday was over, I looked at my sister, I said, wow, Thank God, the worst is over. Let's go and rest. And Saturday morning, I got up. And when I got up, my cousin called me. My uncle figure, which is like the, like the fat, is a father figure that remains after my father passed on. He said, he passed on. You know, someone said, oh, he's an uncle. He's not just an uncle to me. He's the closest relative we have. Then even when I got married, he was one that stood as my father. So it's like the literally person, like father figure. He passed on. And I just like, oh my God. I said, oh my God. Oh my God. But I remembered something. 
it's because you are alive that you feel the pain of the dead. See, people that are dead don't feel the fact that they are dead. And I know you feel pain about certain losses you have. That you can feel pain of losses is because you are alive. You say, I lost money. You didn't lose your life. You say, I lost a job. You didn't lose your leg. If you lost your life, will you feel the, will you feel the absence of no money? No. Someone says, well, um, you know, then, well, well, I'm, I'm just tired of this life. You should be even grateful that you have something to be tired of. People on that other side, they can't be tired of life. It's over. It's finished. That you are here. That you are alive. That you are strong. You are not in the hospital. It's enough to thank God for. Somebody say hallelujah. So one, there are people, so there's one category, people that feel as if there's nothing to thank God for. And I just shared, so you don't know how huge this week was. I don't know, I, I don't know, um, I, I was saying this in the other service. Tulsa Buckner, I saw about three weeks ago, just three, four weeks ago, just in church. She was just outside there. And she just woke up and said, hey, pastor, how are you? I just thought to say hello. And she said, I would like to have a conversation with you. And we just began to talk. And I never realized that would be the last time I would see her. And that, but, I mean, I saw her two days before she died. And we had the 90 minutes conversation, the longest we've ever had. And she was telling me things. I didn't realize. And you know, I, I will just tell you this. One of the things she told me was that she was really pained about how her father died a year before. She said that that's something I've not recovered from. <laughs> and I told her, like, no, you can't be that way. Because think about it. The only reason why you feel this way is that you are alive. I didn't know the person I'm talking to two days after will join the father. And you are here. You have the audacity and the courage to look at yourself and say there's nothing to thank God for. You don't have a pipe in your nose to feed you. Your leg is not tied to the roof. They are not using sign language to talk to you. You are not in a psychiatric home where, they, where, you, where you can never behave in a proper manner. And you think that God is not good to you. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've gone through. If Satan had his way, you would not be alive. So how can you say that? Because the Bible says that it's because of you that we sons of Jacob are not consumed. Satan's job description is not to take your job. The Bible says the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. His job destruction is destruction. So when you lost the job, that was not what he was hoping for. He was hoping you will lose the job and get into a depression and commit suicide. That was what he was waiting for. But you lost the job, but you are still alive. You lost your relationship, but you are still strong. You lost money, but you still, you still keep going on. That is God at work in you. Let's go ahead and shout hallelujah. So there are three categories of people. One, people are sick that, that feel there's nothing to thank God for. People that feel the second category that there's something to thank God for, but is it really God I should thank? Because I can't see what he did inside. Who you think shows who did it. <laughs> Glory to God. I say, who you think shows what? Let me give you a good example. Where's Brother Badamos? Is he? Those that helped in the other service. And thank you for coming because I can share your testimony. After the first service, he walked up to me. He said, Pastor, the devil is a liar. I said, Why? 
because you'll have given my own obituary to yesterday. I said, what do you mean? And he turned. Can you see the stitches on his head? Camera, can you zoom in a little? Can you see the stitches? Yesterday, he had a fatal accident. And someone says, ah, but why did he have an accident? Ah, he came out of it. Even if the car is gone, she probably can buy another car. But if he had gone, how will I buy him back? How will he be on this pulpit? Just imagine it is the head. If it had affected the brain, he will become a living specimen and vegetable. This was the same yesterday you went up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. You even went more than up, down. You went side, side. And nothing happened to you. And you don't know that you des- that he deserves the glory. Why do we give thanks to God? Because we will give thanks to shows who is responsible. So just imagine this. This brother on my right had given me a lift. I dropped him with his car at a certain maybe two kilometer distance. When he drops him, what will he say to him? Thank you, sir. Why will he say thank you? Because I'm acknowledging that what you did for me, you did it for me. Every time you say thank you to God, you are saying, God, it's not my wisdom that brought me where I am. You are saying, Lord, it's not my strength that brought me where I am. It's not because I studied that got a job. It's not because I'm a good wife. That's why we have a good marriage. It's not because I'm a good husband. That's why my children are doing very well. It's not because I'm an I'm a expert mom. That's why my children had first class. It's not because I'm intelligent. That's why I bought a car. I'm saying that, Lord, you did it. Someone said, why is it important to say, Lord, you did it? Because if you claim you did it, you have to finish it. Thank you. That's how we thank God. The other thing about Thanksgiving is this is very powerful. About Thanksgiving is this. Oh my goodness. Sometimes you submit a document for, for approval, maybe in the government office. And when you submit the document in the government office, you go and see the person helping you. And you say, ah, Oga, how far? He said, I'm working on it. Or it's in process. When he said it's in process, question, do you see the process? Do you see if our fight has gone? Do you see where it is? But what do you say when it says in process? Thank you. Why do you say thank you? You say thank you because the man is still in charge. There are certain things you have not seen that are in process. Some of you, your marriage is in process. Some of you, your job is in process. Your house is in process. But they say, why are you saying thank you? I'm saying thank you because he's still in charge. He, he could have come back and said, oh God, I can't do anything again. That time you don't say thank you. But for him to still be in charge, I'm saying thank you. Every time you say thank you for my job, I'm saying God, you're in charge. Every time you say thank you for my family, I say you are in charge. Even your husband that is acting like a drunkard, every time you say thank you for this husband, he say, Lord, you are still in charge. When you say thank you for my house, Lord, you are in charge. Of my finance, Lord, you are in charge. Thank you for my health, Lord, you are in charge. I, I, when you say, Lord, you are in charge, you are saying, Lord, I can't see you, but you are in charge. Because, see, when it says it's in process, I, I don't even know what the process is. But because I know that he's in charge of it, I say thank you. 
There are things you have not seen. But every time you say thank you, you are saying, God, I know you are in charge. I know you are working on it. I know you are still working on it. Some of you are wondering, when is this going to happen? Say thank you, Jesus. Why? He's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it. Glory to God. Why is Thanksgiving important? Did, did I read Psalm 67 to you so far? Did I read it to you? Let's read it again. Why is Thanksgiving important? Luke 17 tells us a story about how 10 lepers were healed and only one came back. And when one came back, Jesus Christ asked a question. He said, excuse me, please. He said, I thought 10 lepers were healed. You know what that means? Thanksgiving is an expectation of God to us. He says, where are the remaining nine? Hey, God is saying that, ah, they, you all got promotion. Why did you go back and say thank you? God is saying that you all had good life. Why did you go back and say thank you? You had the baby this year. Why did you go back and say thank you? He's wondering. The minute that I now say thank you, listen, it's good to point finger and be like, ah, those guys are ungrateful. But think about it. These guys were leopards. Because they were leopards, their body was chopped off. Some of them, they were, because they are leopards, they had lost their family. Although they were healed, they were grateful. But because of what they had lost, they were also ungrateful. So sometimes in your journey of gratitude, you can be grateful and ungrateful. You will get the job, you are grateful. When you see the salary, you are ungrateful. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you get the job, you are grateful. When you see the salary, you're ungrateful. Sometimes the salary is okay. When you resume and you know the kind of boss you are working for, you become what? Ungrateful. So, these nine leopards were healed. They were grateful they were healed. But my goodness, I've wasted so many millions trying to heal my leprosy. I'm healed, but what's the use of healing me of leprosy at 78 when I just have five, two more years to live? Why didn't you heal me when I was 17? Why did I keep me in this state for so many years? They were grateful and ungrateful. And some of you, that's the way you feel. You look at your marriage, you're grateful. And you look at it again, you're ungrateful. Some of you look at the place you walk, you're grateful. And you look at it again, you're ungrateful. Some of you look at your life, and you're grateful. And sometimes, you're ungrateful. And that was how the night was. The nine were grateful they were healed. But they were so great, ungrateful that they were they were. See, when I say thank God with me, I'm not thanking God because he has done everything. One thing I remind myself is this. I'm not where I used to be. Though I'm not where I want to be. I've made progress. I've made progress. Listen to me. The problem with human beings is this. We forget so soon. Ah, the way you behave as if God has never answered a prayer before. That's how you behave. This was the same you when we were trying to write jam. You prayed, you fasted. Jam was a big problem for you. Why heck? You wrote why heck? GCE. There are now new exams they're writing. You know, why heck? GCE. You prayed, you fasted. It was like, hey, Father, if you do this one, he did it. You entered school. There are now all these courses. Mechanical engineering 204. You had some special professors that had supernatural abilities to keep people in school. First day lecture, they came and said that, you know what, all of you are here. 
I can assure you, only 10% will graduate. I like joke like joke. When you go to final year, to leave the university was not a problem. It became a prayer point. You say, I came in by free will. I want to leave by free will. They say, you cannot go. But eventually graduated. You did NYSC. To get a job, you prayed. You even swore and vowed. I said, Father, if, if I can get a job, ah, Lord, I promise you. Lord, forget it. Lord, I will double tight. You promise God. Since that first job, you have not done nothing. He was saying, Lord, if I can get married, if you can give me a man of my dream. See, have you noticed that? Have you not noticed? That the way problem is, when you have a problem, it seems as if it's the biggest thing. If you can just look back at where you're coming from, God has been answering your prayers. He has been answering your prayers. The challenge is this. This is why you're not grateful. Satan keeps your attention on what is not done. Some of you that have older children, there was a time you were raising children and you thought you were, you were finished as a mother. You thought, ah! You came back home, your, heart, your child stole. You say, yeah. And that's why I call you Christian. When a Christian, not a Christian, his name is Christian. When your son's called Christian, start stealing. You say, my own life is finished. Well, look at that boy. Now an electrical engineer working in a fantastic company. The other day, he sent 250,000 naira to you. But you didn't remember. Listen to me. Look back. Look back. Look back. Before you got that job in the bank, do you know what you went through? Look back. Even if you are going through a tough time right now, remind yourself, I've gone through tough times before. I've gone through tough times before. And God came through. God came through. He's a Jehovah come through. Hallelujah. Jehovah come through. And when he comes through, he comes through in an extraordinary way. Jehovah overdue. Glory to God. When he multiplied the bread to feed the 5,000, you think he didn't know how many people were there? He could have given them enough bread for everybody to be full. He said, but I don't do that. I have to put the extra so that you can understand that I'm Jehovah overdue. I'm Jehovah overdue. I'm Jehovah does with them all. Praise God. Glory to God. I'm grateful. When I was young, about eight years old, my cousin reminded me of this this year. He said, remember that they told you that you're going to die very early. I mean, I mean, some guy just told my mom, you're going to die very early. I had, um, I had a certain health condition, you know, that made me used to bleed from my nose and all of that. I'm here. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. What about you? you why do you keep looking at what is not done? Don't you realize that you're looking from Satan's perspective? That someone is calling your attention to it. See, let, let me tell you what Satan does. <laughs> Satan is like a hype man. So you are working, and someone says, idiot. Satan says, Satan comes and says, eh? Victor, did that guy just call you idiot? Man, I can't take that. Man, I can't take that. If I were you, I would go and slap him. Even look at him, he doesn't have muscles. You are even more, 
I'm sure with three steps, you'll be okay. You know what Satan does to you? He calls your attention to things that can depress you. Ah, God answers prayer, God answers prayer, God answers prayer. I see your car. At least you have car. So, someone says, someone says, all oh, my mates have gone forward. You don't know where your mates are. They are in arrow. <laughs> those are I want those in arrow. Are they not your mates? Will not, won't you find your age mates there? You will even those that you bought the same month. You will find them there. How come you are not comparing them with you? Satan keeps pointing you to things that will get you depressed, and things that will bring you joy. I said this week I went to cemetery. As I saw dead body. Um, um, so I saw the slabs, the funeral slabs. I saw 1984, 1973. We even saw one, seven, um, 1845. We saw 1845. But we also saw some 25 years old, 30 years old, 35 years old, 28 years old. Did they offend God? And you are here. God, I'm really upset about how this year went. Don't you understand? It's only an alive person that can complain. Glory to God. So one of the things Thanksgiving will do for us is this. Thanksgiving helps to change our perspective. It helps to change our perspective. The reason why is this. You can be depressed and be thankful at the same time. Because Thanksgiving is going to help you see what God is doing. That's why the Bible says in Psalms, it says, let the people praise you, O Lord. Let the people praise you, O Lord. It says, then shall... Let's read it together. I, 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 don't, I don't want to just quote it to you. Psalm 67. Psalm 67. Let the people praise thee, O God. Verse 5. Let the people praise thee. Then shall the earth. Now, the Bible speaks in Mark chapter 4 and says the earth means the heart of man. He says, then shall the earth yield an increase. You know what that means? He says, he says, he says when you begin to praise God, it will affect your inner person. Some of you have been weak, depressed, just emotionally drained. And the reason why is that you've not entered into a place of thanksgiving. He says, when you begin to praise him, he says, your innermost being, your inner faculty shall begin to come to a maximal level. It's going to just be a change. In the first service, we had a beautiful testimony. One of our sisters came and said, praise the Lord, pastor. He said, out of 6,000 teachers in Lagos, I was the only single one. Only Havisa was singled out for promotion and award. His only one harvesters was single out of 6,000. Pastor, you told me a testimony over there. He said, he said, last year, he said, during the Thanksgiving, one of our pastors came forward. And when I said those that got promotion and, you know, in the category, he came forward and he danced forward. And when he danced forward, people that knew him said, this guy is stupid. Because he didn't get any promotion. But he said, this is my Thanksgiving offering. Put his Thanksgiving offering there. He said, because I res-. He said, I'm dancing and thanking God by faith. Two months after, guess what happened? They promoted him. Not only did they promote him, people stood against his promotion in the bank. But he was promoted. Can you believe that? Another, another couple in our church, just in the first service, told us, they said that there's a federal government contract. This federal government contract, companies were bidding for it. They were the youngest, and they gave it to them. Our God is faithful. You know what I'm saying this to you? When you read newspaper and blogs, it seems as if only bad things happen in Nigeria. And it's not true. Good things are happening. In the first service alone, when I counted those that had cars, I got tired, that bought cars this year, I got tired of counting at 60. Not that I they finished, though. I got tired of counting. And you know that the first service is one of the smallest services. 
So by the time I count in the second service now, maybe I'm going to get 250. And some say things are not flowing. Are they using water to buy car? <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. So Thanksgiving changes perspective. Thanksgiving releases your faith. Why you don't know what to do when you're standing in faith? Just keep giving thanks. Just keep giving thanks. Just keep giving thanks. So how do I thank God? Number one, number one, for Thanksgiving must be from the heart. <laughs> Some people think Thanksgiving is wearing native. <laughs> hey, God does not wear clothes. He wears heavenly garments. Praise the Lord. See, Thanksgiving is from the heart. Someone can tell you thank you. And someone can tell you thank you. The two of them are thank you. But one is thank you. The other one is take. Let me rest. If your heart is not grateful, your mouth cannot be grateful. And for your heart to be grateful, you must think and look back. As I'm talking to you, take ten and write three things God did for you this year. Think of January, write something now. Think of February, write something now. Think of March, write something now. Think of April, write something now. There are some people that have children and their children are liabilities. Your own child is no liability. Some people's children, they go to hospital every month because that child will fall sick. He has a special disease. I know a man that spent 50 million on his wife and the woman eventually died. I say, my mother just died like that. At least before she died, you didn't have to invest a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm even tired. I've not traveled everywhere. Hey, traveling is your problem. Be grateful that you have that problem. Because people that have real problem, traveling does not come to their mind. I said the first step, be grateful. See, you must get to a place where you just break down. See, this gratitude is not today. That I said we came things. Oh, it's not about Sunday. You will call your wife at home, call your children, and kneel down and thank God. First of all, be grateful. What does the Bible say? Psalms 86 verse 12. Psalms 86 verse 12. Psalms 86 verse 12. What does it say? It says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with all my heart, I will glorify thy name. You see, it says, with, Psalm said, with all my heart, with all my, see, that's the one we're praising God doing Thanksgiving as well, but posing and say, I'm a big boy. You know some of these young boys, <laughs> they, they walk in KVMG, walk in Zenith, they've not even reached manager level. <laughs> the way pride has engulfed them, like, like, you know, you, know <laughs> you will just see some girls, they say, I'm an Instagram snake queen, we're talking about Instagram now. We are talking about king of kings and lord of lords. We are talking about the I am that I am. We are talking about the one who was and the one who is to come. <laughs> and I say, well, you know, I, I wore an expensive show. It's a Louboutin. It's a Feragamo. Who is, who, 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 who is Jehovah and Feragamo? Who, who is Feragamo? Where Jehovah is talking? Hallelujah. Who is Louboutin? They will loop him and tore him apart. Hallelujah. We are talking about the king of kings and 
the Lord of Lords, the mighty one in battle, the one that's never lost a battle before. His name is Jehovah El Sabaoth. His name is Jehovah Nissi. His name is Jehovah Shammah. He said, lift up your heads, all ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors. He said, let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King of Glory? He said, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, for he is the King of Glory. Glory to God. Someone say, you know, I'm a married man. Uh, you know, as a married man, I'm just 42 years old. We take these things easy because we have grown old. How old are you? Are you as old as the ancient of days? What's the Yoruba word for ancient of days? No, no, no. C- come and tell me. So, so, someone that can speak Yoruba, not someone like Grace Song, that can speak it. Yes, come and tell me. In case you feel as if you are old. Yes. What's the Yoruba word for ancient of days? <laughs> what does that mean, ma? You know, when... To put it. You don't know how to put it. I just when they say someone is Arubu or Jo, that means when age came, it was already old. When time came, when age, when time came, it was already old. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, you know, say, well, I mean. I'm in the Easter Auditorium. I'm, you know, just managing myself. I'm a nursing mother. I'm carrying charge. Stop it! You are too young for that nonsense. 60 jumping up. 70 jumping up. 80 jumping up. Praise God. If your neighbor is not moving, you poke him. I say, humble yourself. Stop behaving as if you are El Shaddai. When you behave like El Shaddai, you will soon realize you will become what? I shall die. Praise God. How do we praise God? From the heart. Thank you. From the heart. From the heart. Your heart is exploding. Exploding with thanksgiving. Exploding. I want your heart to be bubbling with thanksgiving. That, is this not me? If I died, what will I be saying right now? The second way you thank God is this. By expressing it in words. By saying it. Father, I thank you. You would see. The song say, Father, I thank you, thank you, thank you. No, no, they don't just say thank you as if you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You have to say meaningfully. Don't say, Father, I thank you for everything. You, that's not meaningful. Just imagine your children, your children come and say, Mommy, we thank you for everything you've done in our life. What does that mean? But when your children come and say, Mommy, Thank you for paying our school fees. Daddy, thank you for lunch. It makes sense. You thank him. This is what you thank him for specific things. Lord, I lift up my hands. It can walk. Thank you. My mouth can speak. Thank you. I'm not a liability to those around me. Thank you. Lord, I thank you because I'm not a victim of war. Thank you. I'm not by now in Atos Cemetery. Thank you. How you express Thanksgiving in words and songs. When we are 
are singing, don't just go, you know, some of, some of these men are so uncultured. You are singing before the king of kings. You just be looking like, look, Jose. My brother, humble yourself. My brother, humble yourself. My sister, humble yourself. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. And the third thing is, is how do you give thanks to God? We express thanksgiving through our giving. We express thanksgiving through our giving. Leviticus chapter 7 verse 12. So we express thanks through our giving. See what he says. Leviticus 7 verse 12. If he, if he offers it for thanksgiving, he shall offer the sacrifice of it. The thanksgiving is a sacrifice. It's amazing. People have children. Come and do a bit of education and they forgot Thanksgiving offering. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> we just come. I'm like, ah, my brother. Some of them even don't forget. They just look for something around. They just look around. Oh, there's 2,000 here. Father, thank you. Oh, for the baby, don't for me. All you want is 2,000. Take. And you know the amazing thing? God sees every offering. Do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that? Because the Bible says that one day, Jesus went to the temple and he sat at the offering telling us what he does when he's in the church. He looks at the offering, was looking at it until one woman came and gave a... He says, that woman gave the most. Jesus comes every Sunday, who gave the most? Gratitude. You got a promotion. What will you want to thank God with? You got married. What do you want to thank God with? You got engaged. What do you want to thank God with? The person you are engaged, you've done so much for her. The God that gave you the person, you will not do enough for him. When they now break your heart, you now say your heart broken. <laughs> you know, my mom, if you bring any gift that is not worthy, she rejects it instantly. <laughs> Mommy, I'm going, uh, what is that? No, 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 no. I trained you well. You know, I spent good money to train you. <laughs> so, I, I didn't train you with peanuts. When you come back to say thank you, you must not bring what? Peanuts. He said, go back and do well. I remember we were trying to buy a car for her. When I said, this guy, I said, I don't want that kind of car. He said, this is the kind of car I want. I, I said, mommy, how can you be telling us kind of car? when I had car, were you not driving it? He said, you didn't take, you, you, all of it did not drive? He said, you put took everywhere, took, 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 took. That's it. He said, I'm getting, he said, he said, that was the investment. It's the time for return. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How can God grant you a job of 200,000, 100,000, and you use 1,000 as Thanksgiving? Some of you didn't even think of, let me prepare a Thanksgiving offering for God today. Ah. It says, bring to him a sacrifice of what? Thanksgiving. Your Thanksgiving offering must show your heart. It's an offering that shows your heart. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Let's praise him. Any posture is okay as far as it's a worship and praise and worship posture. I said write down three things you want to thank him for. Go ahead and thank him. If you don't know things to thank him for, thank him for life. Thank him for health. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. If you have children, thank you for your children. Thank him. In Jesus' name we pray.
Father, as we enter into this next segment where we practically devote ourselves to thanking you, everything we thank you for will not dry up. When we thank you, the earth ye that increase. That will be the testimony of everyone today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.